Hello everybody and welcome to episode 168 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, Joker Patrick, uh, and here with me as always is John George. I said here with me as always is John George. Oh, maybe do I have to prompt you? Like <laughs> like I prompt or like you prompt me? I don't know. Um but no, it's it's just me this week. Uh, John is on vacation uh, in Switzerland and apparently having a great time, so that's excellent. Uh, after the uh, end of the midseason madness, went on vacation um, and had a much better week than the LA Gladiators. Uh, if uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm sure we'll hear more about that uh, next week when he comes back. Uh, there was uh, definitely you know enough news and, and updates and stuff to talk about after this first week of the summer showdown. Uh, that we wanted to get a show out anyway. Uh, so I'm going to try my hand at this here. Uh, we've done a couple Only John shows in the past. We haven't ever done an Only Joe show. Um, but it's going to be great. It's going to be excellent. We're going to dive in. Um, and I'm sure, we'll, like I said, we'll hear more from uh, John next week when he gets back. Um, I'm sure he'll have all kinds of uh, input about the week that it's been. And as always, we start... Um, you know, start out with just going back through uh, the week itself and the the matches we saw in this first week of the summer showdown, um, because it was a doozy. I think <laughs> we called the the mid season madness. Uh, we we called that appropriately. You know, the madness of a tournament. Um, but I, that really has nothing on what we saw out of the Overwatch League here in in week one, and specifically. Uh, out of North America, because uh, obviously we didn't have any Eastern matches in this first week. Um, I, I I don't even know where to start with this, honestly. Um, I mean, we can start by looking at the, the, the standings after this first week. And granted, you know, there's only uh, two matches that these teams have completed, each of them. Um, but when you see uh, Toronto Defiant right now sitting tied for second, um, <laughs> as one of three undefeated teams in North America currently, um, uh, Washington and Vancouver are are both one and one, as well as uh, teams like New York and Boston. Uh, and uh, from just last week, <laughs> when John and I raided uh, the LA Gladiators in the Atlanta Reign, uh, first and third in the league, I believe unanimously, if I remember correctly. Um, both of those teams sitting at 11th and 12th, respectively, in North America. Um, it, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Um, I guess we often go, you know, team by team as, as through these matches. Uh, and the weekend started off with uh, a showdown between the Florida Mayhem and the London Spitfire. Um, in, in my head, thinking about that as a big uh, tank, uh, a big tank showdown in a meta we knew that was going to be really tank heavy. Um, and and when the Junker Queen comes out and the way teams are able to to form around her, um, and we saw the the Florida Mayhem picking up the win, uh, someone uh, over Hottie, um, uh, who in fact was was able to play some Reinhardt this week. Uh, that was one of the stats that I thought was interesting um, from the uh, uh, Grav Bag article that they post after the. Uh, after each week of Overwatch League, uh, that London Spitfire is the only team in North America with less than 98% usage rate <laughs> of Joker Queen. Um, and that includes some some Reinhardt, presumably. They're sitting at 83.6% Joker Queen right now. Um, uh, but, you know, it's a testament to uh, the comfort that they have on, on these kinds of compositions. 
uh, but still not able to stand up to the Florida Mayhem, uh, who then in turn were swept by the San Francisco Shock uh, on Sunday, a team that um, has been looking relatively consistent. Uh, maybe we'll just sort of bounce around <laughs> based on some of these teams. Um, so yeah, talk about the Shock beat the Mayhem, uh, and then they had a really interesting match earlier in the week against the Washington Justice. Um, yeah, <laughs> not only that, but I believe it was a reverse sweep. Um, or it was, you know, going to be a reverse sweep, uh, but the, the Shock uh, were able to hold out. Um, and now that I'm saying that, so, you know, I have to go back in and confirm that so I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> and I have to talk over it while I do, because um, there isn't, you know, I can't throw it off to John and, and have him... Um, you know, provide some, some kind of feedback or insight, you know, as, as per normal. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty of, of uh, how these kinds of things go. Yes, it was a reverse sweep by the San Francisco Shock against the Washington Justice um, to take this match. And, and yeah, to talk about, talk about insane stuff. I mean, if you've seen nothing else from this past week, surely you've seen the, um, the the footage from Coliseo from this match uh, where it took them I believe it was more than two and a half minutes of the ten minute push map round uh, before anyone died in that very first engagement before anyone took any proper control of uh, the bot um, and it's it, it's demonstrative um, for many people on the internet demonstrative of of how you know quote unquote boring and whatever this meta is um, but it, it's also I think objectively demonstrative of um the the, the kinds of um the, the similarities really that we are seeing with um uh -huh, like like goats for example back when we had goats um and the the kinds of posturing you had to do and the kinds of um you know cooldown management and opportunity seeking and these kinds of things um that have definitely not been as um high in the 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 priority list um, in the very DPS focused you know pick heavy kind of metas that we've seen um, in in the the first couple months of the season um, and, and really that difference is shocking again really well demonstrated by this uh, shock justice match with the Washington Justice really not looking bad themselves um, they have the the best map differential right now of the one and one teams in North America um, and despite um, some of the coaching changes that we've seen uh it's it's not written for me to talk about later but uh, we know their um uh, head coach uh is no longer with them as of recently um and, and definitely big changes coming to this team um uh, rumored to be uh tightening the belt so to speak on their roster as well and trying to trying to ship out some players um but that being said uh <laughs> you know at least a, a pretty decent spot here um, in the, the the Genji Ash or the Genji Sojourn um, kind of DPS situation that we've seen a lot of this month. Um, uh, but yes, Washington lost to Shock, uh, beat the Paris Eternal, uh, who had a terrible week, uh, going 0-6 in maps, uh, and finally giving the Vancouver Titans their first win of the season. Uh, they're now, I believe, 1-13 overall. Um so they no longer have the worst record in the league, and they have, uh, or rather, they, well, that is true. They no longer have the worst record in the league. Uh, they also no longer have the worst record in North America um, because their map differential is now better than Paris on this season. But, um, 
yeah, that was an exciting match for arguably all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> but um, a, a win over Paris at a really close match against Toronto, uh, who who beat Vancouver only three to two. Um, but really has have things looking up uh, for Vancouver. I think despite losing Shockwave in the uh, in the break, um, uh, King still looks very serviceable in the DPS role. Uh, we got to see a lot of Mirror on the Junker Queen, uh, which is cool. Um, and, and as you know, things are not going to get any easier for the Vancouver Titans. Obviously, they're they're playing New York uh, next week. Uh, looks like that's their only match next week, uh, and then they're playing Washington and Houston the week after. So those are going to be difficult matches. Uh, I'm not exactly, um, you know, anticipating miracles. I think the uh, the Watchpoint desk was was calling Vancouver was going to go like three and four or <laughs> or or just like to get three or four wins this stage. I think that may be. Uh, it could be could be a little overestimate. They're wrapping up with Boston in week five or in week four of this month, um, but it is uh, things are definitely looking you know the the best that they've ever have uh, this season for the Vancouver Titans, um, which is really an excellent place to be. Uh, we talked about Toronto. Toronto uh, looking really nice. Uh, this is a team that um, again has been sort of middling to to low. Um, in the 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 earlier part of the season, but this week was able to pick up two wins, uh, and again, you know, one of three undefeated teams right now in North America. Uh, granted, those wins were over uh, the Vancouver Titans in five maps, um, but at the same time, they beat uh, Atlanta Rain three to one. <laughs> uh, it, it's really a back and forth with this team. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my judgments in general, and so I think the Vancouver or the Toronto Defiant are a good example. Uh, a lot of my judgments in general this month, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm reserving. I think to to get more a few more matches under our belt uh, in this very you, you, just with how different um, this this meta and these environments we've seen uh, really have been between the teams. Uh, I'm reserving some judgment a little bit to to see how things continue to shake out in North America, but. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, Atlanta Rain with with two losses to Toronto and to Boston. Um, definitely not uh, what would have been predicted, to say the least. Um, as we're still bouncing around teams, we talked about the Boston Uprising. Uh, we went one and one, uh, beating Atlanta and losing to London. Um, and we got to see uh, Punk's parents evidently flew in to be with the team uh, for that Atlanta match. So that was kind of nice. Um, but again, solid, solid middling team. It's good uh, to see uh, Punk performing well on the uh, the Junker Queen. And of course, who can forget MCD's comments uh, at the end of the Atlanta match? Uh, Thanks for the scrim, <laughs> he said to the uh, uh, you know Atlanta Rain um, and all that that team represents. Um, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, as Boston steps into their future matches against San Francisco, against Dallas. Um, and it looks like Toronto and uh, Vancouver, uh, you know, where they end up landing. Uh, but it's definitely uh, knocking off Atlanta. It's a good start. It's a good start. Um, that takes us back to London, which means we've made a full circle. <laughs> but other teams we haven't talked about. Um, uh, we talk about a really excellent match between the Dallas Fuel and the Los Angeles Gladiators. Uh, I mean, this is um, the, you know, two teams that are, we know are good. Um, 
and and yet you know this is a, a two and O team versus zero and two after this first week. Um, uh, Hanbin uh, in particular gets a shout out just for for being super excellent. Uh, again on the Junker Queen, you know that's, that's a it's a big difference for a Dallas team that likes to play uh, often in in the kind of rush style that Junker Queen really enables. Um, so, so I'm excited to see see more out of them for sure. Um, can shout out to New York over Houston. That was an upset. I mean, there were lots of upsets this week. Um, uh, and, you know, I think more, uh, more nice week, you know, in terms of, you know, matches that, um, the, the, the prior rest of the season up to this date would be considered upsets. I, I imagine we may see uh, a lot more things shaken up, uh, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I have for the matches from this past week. It was obviously good to be back in the league. It's been a couple weeks. Um, uh, well, we we talk about Junker Queen and the uh, the the bug that uh, apparently is in this Overwatch League build, uh, where the commanding shout uh, health can uh, sort of proc twice for allies if it's uh, the right conditions are met in game. Um, there were a couple examples of that even in the very first day of competition that got clipped and, and shared around the internet. Um, which, you know, is significant, uh, and, and hopefully that's being addressed, uh, like the Wrecking Ball bug was, for example, on Wrecking Ball's launch, um, in the Overwatch League, and the way that, uh, or actually, as, as I recall, I believe he launched Contenders first, um, uh, and then it was corrected by the time that patch made it to the Overwatch League, but, um, regardless, we'll have to see how, uh, that plays out over time, um, but, yeah, lots of, lots of, you know, Junker Queen, Brig, Lucio, Genji, and either Ash or Sojourn. It's basically, um, you know, the heroes we got to see. Um, just looking at uh, uh, usage stats, usage stats again from the grab bag this past week. Uh, Brig and Lucio both above forty-seven percent usage rate. Uh, Genji at forty-seven percent. Uh, Ash and Sojourn together add up to forty-seven percent. Um, and then of course uh, Junker Queen right at ninety-eight. Uh, overall for the league so yeah it's 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 pretty pretty universal <laughs> and uh it's gonna make it that much interesting when uh the east region begins to play next week uh and the way that uh they decide to or to not uh adopt uh the same kind of strategies that we're seeing um we do award uh, MVP. I probably won't tweet about it just because it's a <laughs> short show. Um, but I, I, I couldn't quite decide, really, honestly, on my choices. Uh, I, I thought about Hisu. I thought about Hanbin um, as two uh, excellent examples. Uh, just that start with H uh, in this meta who are performing well. Um, um, but yeah, it, it's there's a lot, I think, still to be, to be shaken out, a lot of things to settle. Uh, between now and when uh, more definitive um, uh, conclusions can be drawn, other than um, this is it's going to be crazy. It's it's nothing like we've seen uh, all season, um, and the the status quo is absolutely being shaken up. So uh, I think that's <laughs> that's the extent of what I've got that there. As we'll launch into some of our news here for the show, uh, first, uh, we did get confirmation from John Spector, uh, who used to be on uh, staff of the Overwatch League, I believe the commissioner of the Overwatch League, um, uh, 
Uh, we got confirmation from him on August 4th uh, that there will be no third public beta, um, as was sort of sort of uh, speculating. Um, and, and I believe even on this show, we had been talking about that sort of as as a uh, um, more or less uh, done deal. Uh, but evidently that's uh, not the plan here. He says, with all the valuable feedback we've received from our alpha and two public beta tests, we'll be focusing our efforts on launching the best game possible on October 4th. Uh, so that means the um, uh, the new Fox support hero uh, obviously will uh, be a launch hero. We won't have any kind of beta experience with uh, him, her, them, um, not actually... I don't know if we know the gender of that hero specifically. Um, we won't have any kind of experience with them before that beta, uh, but October 4th, it's only um, not long away, like 40-something 40, 40 days, I think, between now and then. Um, and it's a lot to, to, to wait for launch to see all these new kinds of features. Speaking of the live game, though, uh, the Anniversary Remix event number three is currently uh, ongoing. I believe we're into week two already uh, through the end of August 30th. August 30th is actually is also the last day ever to buy uh, loot boxes in Overwatch 1, uh, or really in Overwatch in general, if it sounds like they're moving away from that loot box uh, formula, as we talked about last week. Um, so if you really want to buy loot boxes... Uh, August 30th is the last day you can do so. Um, and speaking of uh, other, you know, live um, game-related things and transitioning to Overwatch 2, uh, we got confirmation yesterday that uh, cross-progression is coming to Overwatch 2 uh, and uh, account merging is available now. Um, so every player with a console account uh, will be prompted at login to identify, select, and confirm the accounts you want to merge. Um, that is, you know, connecting your console account to a Battle.net account, uh, or making a Battle.net account if you don't have one, uh, in order to to uh, provide that crossplay effect. All players will need a Battle.net account to play Overwatch 2 regardless of platform. Progress from linked console accounts will be stored on your Battle.net account, which will share in-game cosmetics and progress across the linked accounts, it says. Um, I believe we did get... Um, uh, see, I don't... I want to see if it's here or not. Um, yeah, the uh, Overwatch credits uh, will be summed uh, after merging your accounts together, um, and the uh, uh, Overwatch League tokens will be summed as well. Uh, I believe the place that I initially saw this information implied that the that the the skin credits and the cosmetic credits and the League tokens will be summed together, you know, into some other, you know, into the general Overwatch League of Overwatch Two currency. Uh, from the official Overwatch page that it has, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, and I would sort of assume that they want to keep the lead token separate for the sake of, you know, they do revenue sharing and that kind of thing with the teams. Uh, but if you're a console player, uh, now's the time, you know, to, to get ready for cross-progression. Uh, get those accounts merged. And then, uh, as far as news goes, we have lots of uh, team changes that have happened since our last mat or since our last show, which of course was, um, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. Maybe I think two weeks ago. Uh, lots of roster changes that have happened. Uh, many even in the past. Um, 
uh, week-ish or week, yeah, week more or less. Um, and a lots of uh, speculation uh, surrounding these kinds of roster changes, whether that's um, the you know uh, response to uh, a uh, team owners meeting that apparently happened recently, um, and do happen at regular intervals, um, but where some some owners were expressing concerns about the the, the state of the league or the fate of the league. Um, again, this phrase belt tightening was used. Um, uh, as with the Washington Justice, um, uh, or just in general, you, you know, s some changes that we know uh, have been coming to two teams. Um, the trade deadline for the league is August 18th. Uh, that's tomorrow, as of the day I'm recording this. Um, and so any players released before that date are still eligible to compete in uh, to compete in this season, they can be signed as free agents. Uh, so in some sense, it's to teams, uh, or it's to the players, at least, advantage to, uh, you know, be be dropped if they're going to be dropped uh, before August 18th. Um, and so sure enough, we saw several changes here that we'll go through. Time for the reckoning! Uh, starting with Hangzhou Spark, uh, announced that they uh, uh, dropped Legia. Uh, their tank player, so they only have a Bernard and Gushui currently, uh, and we'll see that team back in action next week uh, with their matches, which I guess I can pull up here, uh, matches against the Seoul Dynasty and against the Shanghai Dragons in uh, their first week of competition for the Hangzhou Spark. Uh, we got news from the New York Excelsior as well, um, which was pretty significant as <laughs> when it came out. Uh, and really, honestly, I shouldn't be laughing. Um, uh, uh, New York announced the signing of Ansun Jae uh, to their support line. Uh, obviously, recently played on uh, Toronto Defiance uh, as his uh, previous Overwatch League experience. Um, uh, but on, I believe, that same day, they announced the departure of Byungbong um, to Myungbong. <laughs> announced uh, via Twitter uh, for the first time apparently ever. Um, Young Wong reacted, uh, you know, with a sort of question mark tweet uh, below, uh, and and later confirmed that he had not been told in person that he was dropped until he saw on Twitter. Um, much finger pointing ensued within the organization, you know, about where the. Um, well, I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. The, the, it was confirmed. I think the you know the social media team you know obviously didn't have any kind of malicious intent, but um, clearly the ball was dropped. Uh, the New York did apologize later in uh, a separate message. Um, but number one, that's just insane <laughs> to drop a uh, a player like that, or to to somehow have. Uh, so many failings in your process that it's possible to drop a player like that. Um, the, yeah, first of all, that's just insane. Um, and second of all, again, you know, it's still possible he'll find another team. Um, but as the clock is ticking, it's, it's less and less likely. Um, yeah, and that's that's quite rough. Um, um, but again, you know, the, uh, Ansun Jay signed. Um, in, in his place basically was the was the idea there um, but yeah you, you got to feel for Mingbong in that particular situation we got roster changes from the Houston Outlaws as well uh, who ended up signing a couple contenders players uh, to 
presumably um, adds a little bit more flexibility to their roster. Um, with uh, the release of Piggy, um, which I believe they said was um, uh, you know mutual decision uh, from from the team. Uh, uh, Piggy was was taken off the roster, but and they signed uh, Doge and Lep, um, both contenders players from uh, actually no, not both from North America. Uh, Lep or excuse me, Doge, a tank player, <laughs> tank player. Thank you uh, from O1 Esports. Uh, obviously, recently performing very well in European contenders, uh, and Lep most recently playing on Pirates in Pajamas. Uh, in uh, North America, as a support player, um, uh, and and both both of these new players uh, saw some consistent playtime uh, in this first week of the Summer Showdown. Uh, Doge as their uh, Joker Queen player, ostensibly, um, despite uh, Dante coming in, I believe, for at least one map uh, on the Doomfist. Um, I believe. <laughs> no, I'm second guessing myself because it happens so much. Um, but uh, both Doge and Lep uh, get to see some good playtime, and honestly, really, you know, hanging out well for themselves uh, for for a Houston Outlaws that was able to find the win against the LA Gladiators uh, and and uh, play very close against New York. Uh, the, it's, a, it's a solid first performance uh, as far as it goes for sure. Um, we go to Boston. The Boston Uprising uh, announced that they had bought out the contract of uh, Mag from the Washington Justice. Um, uh, obviously, we, we sort of alluded already. That it sounds like um, a rumor has it. You know, the Washington Justice is is looking to to trim some of their roster, um, and so uh, Boston took this opportunity to buy out uh, the contract of Mag. Um, as well as sending Itzel, uh, another one of their tank players, to a two-way contract with Uprising Academy. Um, uh, so now Mag joins Punk as the only uh, other uh, primarily signed Overwatch uh, Overwatch League player uh, in the excuse me in the tank role for that team. Um, Yes, that, that's the news there for Boston. Um, and, and I'll be really interested to see how they use uh, MAG in the interim, uh, as far as that goes for them. And then, of course, the Paris Eternal. Um, I, I don't know if we may even get more news, um, you know, between uh, when this... Um, between the time when this episode launches, uh, you know, and 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 when the next week happens, it's hard to say. Uh, they do currently have six players, uh, but those six players are all completely different uh, from what the uh, the initial uh, roster was for this team. Uh, Paris Eternal dropped Don Vestula, Dredro, and Khan, uh, and signed in their places: Luke Mino, Rakitek, Krawi, and Malthol. Um, uh, to where they have uh, right now in Liquipedia, their roster is uh, full of American flags, uh, which is definitely not, uh, def definitely was not the case at the beginning of the season. Um, but uh, Wub and Dove uh, are hanging on uh, from the roster that did exist, uh, and these uh, the rest of the four have been signed. Uh, so they did not play um, in this first week of competition, but we will see them in the second. Um, uh, and the way, and I'm really interested to see how uh, these new pieces fit. Obviously, you know the question 
remains, uh, you know, what kind of back uh, behind the scenes reasons may uh, have been in place for adding uh, these new teams, whether it's um, financial or performance or both. Um, but uh, we'll have to see how this this works out for Paris. Uh, real quick, just uh, talking about previous players for um, previous teams for these players. Uh, Malthal, Lucmino, and Rakitak all previously played for Odyssey uh, in, I believe, North American contenders. Uh, and Krabi was signed from Wisp, uh, which is um, which definitely was uh, for North American contenders. So, um, big changes for Paris. Um, you know, obviously, um, th this is a you know a roster that's definitely no um, no stranger to to big changes like this, uh, and you know it still remains to be seen how um, those kinds of things may actually work out for them. And again, this uh, the trade deadline for the league is August eighteenth. Uh, players released before that date are still eligible to compete. Uh, in the Overwatch League Season 5. And the last reminder uh, is the Royal Knight Mercy skin uh, ends on August 19th. Uh, so that is this Friday. Um, if you haven't already purchased it, it's been out for like six weeks, I think. Um, but it's 200 League tokens. You can go in and get it. I think it's a good one. Uh, eventually there will be a uh, Los Angeles Gladiators Royal Knight Mercy. Uh, and we'll, and that'll be even cooler, I think, honestly. <laughs> um, but you can still get this uh, sort of general, vague, red-branded one, too. Uh, maybe you're not a Gladiators fan. Maybe you'd rather have the, <laughs> the generic one anyway. Um, uh, but that is available only for a couple more days. And then finally, uh, we always do uh, picks for the coming week. Um, and this coming week is going to be crazy, uh, with, you know, with no exception, uh, we've seen North America in action. We're going to see them all coming back into new and exciting matches. Um, uh, and we'll get to see the debut of our teams in the East that we have not seen play in this new meta. Uh, again, I'm sure there will be upsets, you know, definitively. I'm sure, um, there will be, you know, a whole new pecking order established after these few matches. And it's just going to be exciting to see how that all plays out. Um, our pickums on the Overwatch League website. Uh, currently, John is up by two points. I believe he gained um, at least two or three points on me since we last updated you. Uh, he must have had. He must have picked some upsets last week, I think, because I didn't really, uh, or like I didn't get the chance to flip very many, you know. Um, so in fact, let me see. I had I had seven out of the thirteen matches where. Um, were zero points because I picked the wrong winner. <laughs> That's actually not very good now that I'm looking at it that way. Um, it's less than 50%, but, you know, it's fine. I could have flipped a coin and <laughs> gotten better results. But um, regardless, I did, uh, before recording, sit down and ask John what his picks were for these this week's four matches that we're going to highlight. Um, so we'll get a little back and forth. We'll get a little spice. We'll see. Um uh, we can only assume what's going on in John's head, but uh, he did have some picks for us. And the first match we're going to highlight is Vancouver Titans playing the New York Excelsior. Uh, and in fact, that's going to be the very opening match of Week 2 in North America uh, on Friday evening. Um, and it looks like for both of us, uh, while we, we can tell the Vancouver Titans um, definitely have got something going, um, and New York you know, maybe. 
uh, a, d a decent team uh, to, to try to exercise this something against. Um, both of us are still leaning into the New York Excelsior, uh, who did have, you know, a decent week themselves um, uh, in, in this particular matchup. I have I have New York winning in five maps, uh, Vancouver taking it really close. Um, um, because I think the, the potential is there for it to be still an exciting match. Um, not that all of Vancouver's will for the rest of the stage, uh, we, you know, but the 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 excitement and the, the, the potential, again, is still there for this match. The talent is there uh, on this roster, but uh, we're both picking New York in this head-to-head. -head. Our second match we're highlighting is the um, end of day on Friday. Uh, we have two of our undefeated teams in North America uh, going head-to-head, -head, and that's going to be the Dallas Fuel against the Toronto Defiant. Um, and, you know, while um, both of us do pick the Dallas Fuel in this matchup, um, uh, both John and I uh, are, are, are leading towards Dallas as sort of the favorites, but I think it's uh, definitely going to be an interesting match uh, for Toronto to see how they stack up against this kind of competition. Because uh, again, their two wins were against Vancouver and Atlanta. Um, so, you know, will this be the uh, Toronto Defiant who knocked off Atlanta uh, that shows up today? Uh, and conversely, in the Dallas Fuel, uh, you know, how, how high can they go? How uh, exciting can their play be? Uh, and how much can they lean into uh, this meta that seems to be really favoring them? Um, when it comes to this matchup, uh, John and I suspect... Um, the answer is significantly. And then later in the week on Saturday, we get uh, the head-to-head -head matchup between uh, what I believe are the number one and number two teams in the league currently. Um, yes, both in terms of record. Uh, no, not in terms of record, but in terms of league points. Uh, the San Francisco Shock and the Los Angeles Gladiators um, uh, play in head-to-head. -head. Uh, this is in one of two times in the regular season uh, that they'll be able to do this and it's going to happen in this crazy upside down Joker Queen meta <laughs> because why not um, and it's it's going to be crazy uh, <laughs> I've got it in five maps uh, for the San Francisco Shock I think they, their play last week was certainly much more consistent uh, than the Gladiators who again went 0-2 uh, dropping to Houston and to Dallas. Um, but it looks like uh, John has picked the LA Gladiators to come back. Uh, I, I know we had a conversation earlier in the week uh, where he describes, or where he, he was telling me, you know, uh, he says, I hope my boys in LA come up with some kind of counters um, to this Jungle Queen, because I think that's sort of, that is sort of, you know, where the next step is going to be. Um, uh, particularly North America, after we've seen this first week of really laying out the groundwork of a super consistent meta, um, eventually um, one has to assume uh, somewhere there's going to be a, a counterplay developed. Uh, and so maybe that will be the LA Gladiators who, who pull that out against uh, you know the, the, the rock steady consistency that has been the San Francisco shock. But um, uh, personally, uh, I'm definitely leaning the other way. And then finally, we are highlighting a match in Asia. Uh, that is the East Region matchup, uh, last one of the week uh, between the Philadelphia Fusion and the Chengdu Hunters. 
just because I think this one's going to be so interesting, <laughs> particularly uh, if we see something unusual coming out of uh, the East composition-wise. Uh, but even if we don't, and we see them uh, playing a really strict Junker Queen, you, you know, Lucio Brig Genji Ash, um, or Lucio Brig Genji. Uh, Sojourn kind of kind of setup. Uh, I think both of both the Philly Fusion and the Chengdu Hunters, um, number one, are not going to be afraid um, if they think it's legitimately valid to to play something different. Uh, I, I think it's probably likely, um, and that they're they're um, going to find ways to make this match interesting. I, I have confidence there. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just a question of you know back and forth. Uh, a lot of the the difference between um, the between these rosters have have come down to again the team play uh, and the kind of coordination we've seen, um, and it, it honestly could go either way. Uh, I think that's reflected in in our picks for this match. Uh, I'm leaning slightly towards the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, it looks like John has picked the Philly Fusion, actually, for this matchup, uh, which is significant. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting match. I've got to go into five maps. Um, and, and I think their performances earlier in the week, um, Chengdu versus Seoul and Philly versus the LA Valiant, uh, I think that uh, hopefully would be very instructive uh, in making this uh, particular pick even better um, you know, as we get closer to the match time. But... Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Asia is able to manage um, and and find their own niche in uh, what really has seems to be a, a nicheless meta as far as um, North America is concerned. But that is the end of uh, what we've got here for our <laughs> for our show. Um, Lots of news. Um, like I said, I'm sure we'll get some input from John as well here uh, next week when he comes back. But uh, we're looking forward to looking forward to more. Looking forward to uh, some more matches ahead, um, and um, so like maybe some more roster changes, um, a, a new perspective on this Junker Queen uh, as um, the new region of competition um, begins. So now the real question is, can I do the outro? <laughs> I have heard it 167 times, um, but can I do it? And the answer is probably no, but the good thing is it's all written on the screen. <laughs> so I can go, um, I can go through it that way. So listeners, if you want to follow us on Twitter, John is at JWGeorgeIV. Uh, I am at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. And our show Twitter is at On The Flank Show. Uh, you can send us an email uh, with some kind of message, feedback, uh, comments, discussion topics um, about the Overwatch League. We are on the flank show at gmail.com. Uh, you are listening to this in one way. If you want to listen it to it, if you want to listen to it in another way, uh, you can uh, visit our website at on-the-flank.pinecast.co. Uh, we're also on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, we'll catch you next week. I've got nothing else. Um, you've been listening to my voice for 39 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, hopefully, it's been great. Um, Go dogs. <laughs>
no. Hopefully it's been great. See you next week.